And welcome back to Bar Down Breakdown. I'm your host, Mikey Ryan, live from the Hive, joined by my boy, Tommy V, from the land of Disney. Tommy, what's going on, dude? What's going on? What's going on? Can't believe that I'm saying this right now. And, you know, I haven't been privileged to be a part of every single one of them, but this is the 50th episode of Bar Down Breakdown. Isn't that something? Dude, it, it really is. And it, it, it's become something way bigger than I ever thought, ever imagined. And the fact that we still have interviews coming and lined up and, like, even have been putting out, you know, two episodes a week for the past month or so, like, still blows my mind, and I, I just love doing it. It really has become, you know, a passion project of mine that, you know, I, it's just awesome to see that people enjoy. Definitely, man. I mean, you know, I uh, I enjoyed very much, you know, being a listener, you know, for your first uh you know, 25, 30 episodes. And, you know, I was very privileged to get an opportunity to, to fill in. And then, you know, when, uh, uh, you know, when Devin needed to move on because he, you know, just got too busy with, with yes men and, you know, building his own, his own empire. I was, uh, really, really fortunate to have, you know, kind of been picked to kind of carry on the legacy. So it's super cool to be a part of this, but, uh, I mean, you know, for me, you know, obviously getting to talk to Arun from Saves a Day, one of my favorite bands, and Mike from Me Without You, another one of my favorite bands, has just been awesome. But, you know, of the 50 episodes, you know, do you have any standout moments that, uh, you know, you look back on and say, like, wow, like, it's crazy? You know, obviously, the fact that we talked to Chuck from Symbol Plan is still just, like, so special, because, obviously, they are one of the biggest bands in a genre of music that I love so much. Mm-hmm. But some of my favorite interviews are when I talk to some guests that I don't necessarily know so much about their bands. Like, obviously, I know of their bands and like how important they are in our music scene, but they weren't necessarily necessarily bands that I like listen to all the time. And then they just like turn out to be like such awesome interviews. So I'm thinking about like Joe Acuti from Ice Nine Kills. Like that was one of my favorite conversations just because, you know, Ice Nine Kills is, you know, a band that kind of fits into uh, like that, like very specific niche kind of hardcore music where they are very specific to what they do. And it just came originally came off as kind of gimmicky to me. But then like as I listened to it more and like actually went to one of their shows, I realized how cool ice nine kills really is and how interesting and different they are um so that was great and then uh talking with tim from fit for an autopsy you know obviously that was a good one yeah for sure you know coming off as such like a heavy heavy band that's not necessarily in my wheelhouse and like couldn't have been a nicer guy just had a really blast had a blast talking with him um so like all those interviews where we we talk with guys that aren't necessarily like in the pop punk or emo world, but just turn out to be like super rad dudes that love hockey just as much as you and I, those are my ones that like stand out to me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, like I said, we've, 
you know, we've had the opportunity to talk to a lot of different people in a lot of different musical realms. And, uh, I mean, it's been, um, you know, like I said, we've been both very fortunate to, to be able to do this. Um, and, uh, I, I think kind of, we couldn't have done a, a better 50th episode than the one that we have lined up for you. Um, so we kind of took a, a hard left turn and instead of uh, giving you guys an interview like we normally do, uh, we decided to link up with with Devin, who, you know, hasn't uh, been on the show in a while, but uh, he had some free time. And, uh, you know, in this quarantine times, we kind of talked about it a little bit leading up to this. But uh, there's been a lot of these brackets that have been um, bouncing around regarding, you know, punk and emo music. And we had stumbled upon one that was mid 2000s emo bands. And I mean, it's got 32 of like some of the most quintessential bands, a couple are missing off the list and we'll, we'll touch base on that in our interview, but um, you know, 32 bands that really kind of shaped and defined music for the three of us. And uh, we figured what better way to celebrate our 50th episode than talk about the bracket and, you know, talk about our winners, our losers and how these bands have impacted us and, you know, just getting caught up and chatting and just kind of going through the nonsense, like, only the way that the three of us could, uh, but it was really, really a blast and a delight. Um, you know, I, I, I know Mikey, you've got, um, you know, obviously in the, in the interview, we have a lot to say, but, you know, just kind of leading up to it, like, uh, you know, how, how did this kind of drop in your lap? You just kind of stumbled upon it. Well, as we are approaching 50, 50 episodes, I realized that we needed to do something special. And what's more special than bringing Devin back? You know, Bar Down Breakdown wouldn't have existed if Devin didn't think that my crazy idea was worth putting into creation. And he believed in it and, you know, helped us get it going. And, you know, I, I can't thank Devin enough for, for that. And, you know, it's, it's funny, um, you know, Devin and I have met because of the Islanders, you know, community that we've built and he's become a good friend of mine. and as I was like getting closer with Devin, I just always couldn't think in the back of my mind, like how much he reminds me of you. And mm -hmm. like, I was always like, man, like what I would do to be in the same room as Tom and Devin, just like <laughs> they would just totally hit it off. They are so similar and just silly and outrageous that like, it would just be so fun to watch. And, you know, I think the first time that you guys, ended up getting together was in tampa am, am i correct in that i want to say yes uh, i i think no maybe we had met like in passing once i think actually it might have been after maybe danver's wedding um i think i'd like maybe met him really briefly uh just because i think brett might have been buying some shirts from him but like I didn't really interface with him much. And when I finally got to like meet him and hang out with him was uh, Tampa. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just like, so, and, and obviously like Tampa was so outrageous to begin with, just like how many people were there. And like, obviously you, you're, you can't really just like focus on one group of friends. Cause you're just yeah. like bouncing all around and whatnot. And you haven't seen some people in a while, but mm -hmm. you know, it, it, once we got on this interview and like, started breaking down the brackets and you know you guys just started hitting it off and it was just so fun to to sit back and and listen to it and uh you know i it 
it really was just a, a great moment to celebrate 50 episodes of bar down breakdown and uh once again i i really thank devin for everything he's done for the podcast and you know if some of you listeners aren't sure of what devin's been up to you know obviously hockey season's on pause and i'm sure orders are starting to slow down because you know there's not much hockey well devin took it upon himself you know even though he made a, a huge transition and shift over to going completely independent quit his nine to five job and like made yes men outfitters a full-time thing for him um he decided you know even though he could be in in you know using that money better mm-hmm. than anyone you know with the new business he decided yep. to put up these rally towels for um charity where he ended up selling over a thousand rally towels and all proceeds are going to those brave men and women who are on the first you know the front lines fighting this COVID-19 and yeah he teamed up with the Blue Line Deli who people from Long Island know as you know Donald Bagel Boss the the (laughs) gentleman who decided to try to bribe John Tavares with bagels for life and just kind of became like a Islanders royalty so Devin (laughs) teamed up with him and you know, they're, they've been delivering breakfast to hospitals, you know, for a good month now, just with all the proceeds from these rally towels. So, you know, it's just really amazing how that, you know, it, you know, people from this community just try to continue to help others, even though, you know, they might just be a fan of a hockey team. It's also become a family, especially on Long Absolutely. Island. So it's great to, to see that Devin's helping out and, uh, you know, I wish Devin the best as always. And, you know, if you, if, even if you're not an Islander fan, I, I think it's uh, cool to check out his designs because they are um, just outside of the box, not something you would find in like necessarily a team store yeah. and uh, just a really great brand. And Devin's a great dude. So for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So su- super creative guy, man. It's, it's awesome that, uh, you know, he's, he's part of our team. Um, and, you know, having a good relationship, uh, you know, with him like you do is, is really an awesome thing. He's a great dude. And um, we just had a, an awesome conversation. So, you know, without further ado, we'll just jump right into it. So, uh, you know, uh, we're talking brackets, mid 2000s emo bands uh, it was just an awesome conversation. I hope you guys laugh along with us and uh, enjoy it. Yep. So here's our interview with Devin Robinson of Yes Men Outfitters.
look who it is. Mr. Devon Robinson. Mr. Towel Man. What's going on? Uh, it, I... Brain's broken. Uh, we... Here I am. I don't even know how I'm here, how I got here. I'm actually in the belly of the bar, HQ Brew. Uh, just finished a... I want to say 500 towel day printed 500 towels um give or take i'm terrible i'm not a numbers guy so i don't i don't count while i print don't uh, forget your towel yeah don't forget to bring a towel i mean i've <laughs> i've muttered that to myself far too far too much for it to be okay did uh, i just imagine you making like towels like you ever seen um uh oh what the fuck is that uh with um Leonardo DiCaprio, Catch Me If You Can. You know, the very end of that movie where he's in France and he's in that, like, Czech place and he's just, like, freaking the fuck out and eating cans of beans? It is. That's what I imagine you doing right now. It is funny you say that because that is 1,000%. I look like Leonardo DiCaprio. That is exactly (laughs) what, uh, if you were to close your eyes, you would think it's Leonardo DiCaprio printing towels that say, if you know the non- uh, having nothing to do with registered trademark logo suck. Uh, wash your hands. Uh, that would be me printing. I look exactly like DiCaprio. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's a reason I've slithered. You know, I've, I've worked my way back onto the old pod. Uh, I do take uh, minor breaks, uh, five, 10 minute breaks um, to gain the feeling back in my knees, feet and arms and hands and body. And uh, I hop on the old social media, and the new, the new thing, what to do is because this all started in March, is to bracket things. Everything is bracketed now. Yeah, it's because uh, everyone misses sports so much, you know. So you got to bracket something. Bracket your life. It's yeah. just if if it's not in a bracket, if you didn't make you, if your name's not on a bracket somewhere, you're just not important enough. To, you didn't make it. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're <laughs> not substantial enough uh, for the cut. And so that, uh, I found a bracket, I found a very, I was ever a very small bracket was sent to me of, uh, 2000s emo music. And the bracket was too small and shitty for me to even bring up to you guys. Uh, and I wrote back to the person, don't ever send me that bracket again. Brackets, I can't deal with them. This bracket in particular is terrible. It's not big enough. Expand the bracket. Maybe we'll, maybe I'll get up out of bed for the new bracket. Well, a new bracket came, found it on the bar down breakdown uh instagram story the next day and i looked at it and i thought expanding the bracket would make the bracket better in fact made it worse it someone took the bracket i said to expand took my great idea and added more shittiness to it uh (laughs) and there's a lot there's a lot to unpackage with the bracket and i want to unpackage it with my two close pals here i i i filled out the bracket and even though I do love the band that was my winner, Mike, it wasn't actually the the band that I loved most in the bracket. It's just like the way that Mike. the bracket was set up. You're gonna sit here with a with a with a beard and 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 a beautiful face and tell the the millions of listeners far down breakdown that you didn't look at that bracket and say the spill canvas. You just didn't. You you put them right in the box. You you felt you just got them right to the end. You're you're gonna lie and say you didn't do that. You I didn't, didn't send them right to the line. No, I didn't. Like yeah, well, there's so many on there. Like, you know, 
having Copeland and Emery and and Spill Canvas all in the same bracket, like in the same like what is that called? How do you how do you classify that region in the same region? Yeah, we'll call them regions. Sure, yeah. Like that. Yeah. That yeah. bottom bottom right region is just like all my favorite bands basically and it was like re- that was the hardest one to do yeah well here's here's what i think we should do i think so we do we, we all filled out our brackets yeah yeah all right yeah. so I, I think we should just go starting from the, the the top left just like go over our brackets and just like just round by round just just go go over them and, and i have tell- a caveat before we be, before we begin, I have a caveat to the situation here, okay. and that's there's a different way to look and and judge off of what's going on here, okay? And b- because some of these bands, right, maybe commercial success not as big as some of the bands in their heyday, like correct, like there are bands that are still putting out like good decent music up until this point. Mm-hmm. But they at no point have been bigger than a band that is no longer existing. Yeah. But had like a bigger triumph over things. And so I judged by um, longevity. Like if they went on and did their thing as good as they were doing it for a longer time, they got the nod for me. So that's how I did it. For me, I honestly, I'm going to tell you that I just purely went based on. Um, their their body of work and like who influenced me more and who I genuinely like will still listen to more, um, like, which is why like a couple of the the bands that like you'll see in my bracket kind of went the way they did. Is it safe to say that your method would be if popped up on your phone a choice between one band, a song of one band, and any song of another band? the band song that you choose was the one that moved forward. Is that how you did it? Yeah. Pop up. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I went by, are there, is there more music for me to listen to today from one band than the other band? Okay. 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 And Michael, I, I went just on my personal preference. Like, yes, there's some bands on here that are way bigger than, than the bands that I picked. I just went with like, who I will always listen to, like still listen to till this day, and like are really just some of my favorite bands. So kind of similar to Tom's approach. All right. Okay. I like it. All right. So Tom, do you have that? You have this. You have this bracket up. I do. Yes. All right. Let's run. Let's run through this bit, and then I'm gonna tear it to pieces at the end. So. Okay. Sounds All good. Right. All right. Outstanding. All right. So I. So are we gonna? You just want my whole bracket first? Just go region, uh, like the winner of each region. Just, start, just read them off, and we'll okay, yeah, we'll work. All right, so I'll, so I'll do. Okay, so the top left region, um, you know, your first, your first was Hawthorne Heights versus Saves a Day. I picked Saves a Day. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are you looking at a different bracket, Devin? I have. Okay. All right. All right. Somebody text me the bracket. I got two brackets. <laughs> I got two brackets. This is this is this is what we get here. Mike, text me the bracket. All right. This is terrible. I mean, I've I've ruined I've ruined the podcast far too many times, and then and I thought 
maybe today would be the day that I'd shine through in my company. <laughs> no, that would be terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. All right, Michael, I have it. Right. Oh, it's the same. It's the same font and everything. Yeah, it's tiny. It's tiny, small, tiny little brackets. Hard no, to see. No, it's literally the same font, background, layout. Somebody just did a different one, but it's all the same bands. All right, go on. All right, so uh, my top region uh, again: Hawthorne Heights versus Saves a Day. I've got Saves a Day. Okay. Uh, Coheed right. versus uh, Chiodos. I've got Coheed. Okay. Um, uh, Alexis and Fire against Rise Against. See, I I never really cared for Rise Against, so that was oh. an easy one for me. Alexis and Fire. Oh, that's my then, saves the day look. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, the starting line circa. That was a hard one for me, <laughs> but um, I'm going the starting line on that one. And then uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, just, you know, honestly, man. It's uh, that was a rough one for me. And then uh, saves yeah. the day versus Coheed. I got. Saves a day coming out of there. Look, let's uh, just go. Let's just go through. Let's just go through your your first round matchups here. Oh, just first round. Okay, so first. Just round. first okay. round. Just first Got round matchup. All right. So that's the first round for uh, for the top for, one. For that top one. So then we'll go top. Uh, we'll go bottom left. Uh, say anything versus thrice again. That was a tough one for me, but I went thrice. Oh um, God! Oh my yeah. God! Yeah, man. Uh, the used versus the early November. I went uh, the early November. In one of the uh, one of the upsets in the bracket, uh, that being Dashboard versus Matchbook Romance, I went Matchbook Romance, <laughs> and um, in one that's surely gonna piss Mikey off, uh, Boys Night Out versus Armor for Sleep, I went Boys Night Out, oh. and one of my favorite favorite bands. Uh, <laughs> so uh, going to the um, top right now, uh, from first to last, Sayasin, I got Sayasin, Taking Back Sunday versus Thursday. This is probably the one that was most difficult for me but looking at it as a whole uh discography as a whole um i think i i, I took taking back sunday just because they have more music that i like oh. even though full collapse was one of my favorite records but in terms of overall longevity i think tbs has it uh. under oath versus paramore i took under oath uh Mike See, that was that was Anvil. that ma- hold on that was that matchup that i was like paramore is like way huger like definitely like yeah just a massive band but i also mm-hmm. picked under oath there just because oh, absolutely yeah uh, because i mean like under oath like I, I said again they've got more oh. of a lasting impression on me oh. and then uh mcr versus Anne berlin again this is going to be uh probably a bracket bruster for for some people but i took Anne berlin uh against mcr for sure then uh bottom right i've got jimmy Eat world over the audition never really cared for the audition I got uh, Copeland over Yellow Card. I've got uh, Spill Kansas over Census Fail. And I've got Emery over Finch. And that's my first round. Oh, I, I sorry. I, I have to get up <laughs> off the floor for what I mean. That was a bloodbath. Yeah, what, man. What you think? And this is and this is something I knew I was walking into when we had when, when we spoke about it because this is this is age. This is going to be big time ageism conversation yeah. stars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you guys are you guys are old. And so it, 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 I just, um, it's what preposterous saves the day. I can admit that I understand the hype behind saves the day. Uh, I like saves the day. I don't listen to a lot. I've never listened to a lot of them. So Hawthorne's got to win. Hawthorne Heights has the, the absolute anthem of, of my, uh, seventh eighth grade days i mean everyone came in ohio is for lovers just everybody was saying when i came yeah. in couldn't couldn't knock them uh 
Coheed and Kyoto's got to go Coheed, obviously. I mean, mm-hmm. just the waves that they make. Kyoto's had a couple bangers. They were fun. They were that like that. They were that band where it's like, if you weren't like full scene, like you listen to the music, but you weren't like, I'm not gonna dress like them all the time. They're it like their their clothing sometimes look like Affliction clothing, and so you, like at the <laughs> yeah, time yeah. Affliction was hot on the block, you could wear Cheeto's yeah. Cheeto shirt, and you were you were double dipping there, and people and and that was you were cool on both sides of the, the spectrum. <laughs> uh, I love Rise Against. I think. Political bands that are good tend to have lasting power because there's always just there's just always a fucking problem in the world, and so they continue to make good music. And Circa's got to go over the starting line. Starting line's got two great songs. Circa's a vibe band. Wait, did you just say the starting line only has two great songs? Great, like great, like 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 if you were making the master playlist, starting line's got it. Starting line has. Two uh two great songs where if people heard them outside of like the maniacs that we are about the music that we listen to, if they heard two of their songs, they would probably know they would they would know who that is. If you played them their good songs outside of it, they'd be like, No, I don't I, I don't know who this is. Man, if you played that, that's Ivan, ageism right you, there, man. <laughs> if you if you played yeah, of course it is. You guys are old. If you played the song Island. And if you played the song um, "Bedroom Talk," right? Those are the songs okay, that you're going I'm, with. I'm sorry, like, sorry, three, you three. can have the best of me. Three, three, best of me. I apologize. That's probably the top. That's the number one. That's a, that's on. So there's three songs, but there's a couple other bangers that they have. Uh, wait, real quick, Mikey, you was leaving the last song that you played at your wedding. Was it leaving? Absolutely. It was leaving. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You didn't play closing time? Hell no. Fuck Green. How Day. did everybody know but <laughs> it was time to go home? Yeah. Stanley knew. <laughs> well, yeah, no. le- leaving has the same kind of vibe as closing time, but pop punk and awesome. Right. Um so I went I went circa because circa for me, circa's a vibe. They got more I love their artwork. Very influential. That was that was a good one. Say anything. Say anything from the first fucking album they put out to the last album they put out has no less than three bangers on every single album. And for that reason, it puts thrice in a body bag. Okay. <laughs> love thrice, love thrice, but say any, it's just a tough first round matchup. See, uh, real, real quick. I just, I, I, I just got to interject here. So the reason I went thrice over say anything. So, I mean, like, is a real boy was a real boy and in defense of the genre are like, like save or say anything's like magnum opuses. Like they're like just incredible, but like, man, anything after that, dude, that record Hebrews dog shit. Oh, Uh, that, that record, uh, that next record they put out terrible. Um, dude, like that's the thing with the say anything, like looking at it as an overall body work. And for me, thrice just got better over time. Like, as, as in my opinion, as they moved away from being super aggressive and getting into like a little bit more experimental stuff, that's when I started to like them even more. But I get it because like if you were just talking about specifically like the first couple of Thrice albums versus the first couple of Say Anything records, Say Anything would take it. But for me, looking at the whole damn damn enchilada, I just couldn't forgive Say Anything for those terrible records. I, I've oh. tried, I couldn't do it. 
Oh, I res- uh, respect because I would say the same thing. I didn't listen to enough of Thrice. Didn't really catch me. Like their newer stuff. Say anything stuff. I wouldn't call it dog shit. I liked Hebrew. They they're Hebrews. They they. I don't know. They always find a way to be fucking catchy. I don't know. They always catch my ear. I don't know. Okay, respect. I respect that. Yeah, they're early November versus the used. You have to go the used. I mean, it just there's always that like one girl who was super goth, dark emo that was like really good at doodling on her paper on her papers, and so you start listening <laughs> to like like the bird and the worm, and you're like, let's fucking go. So it's the used. Uh, Dashboard Confessional and Matchbook Romance. I believe that's what I yelped at. Yes, did you, you did. What are you thinking there? What's going Dude, through your head when you... I like, love Matchbook Romance. I love Matchbook Romance. Monsters was fantastic. Monsters? Uh, and even that the record before that that had, you know, it's so simple. Dude, I loved that band so much. And their drummer was so good. Um, I just... Dashboard for me, man, again... Those first two records were awesome, but everything they put out after, um, like the places that you come to fear the most, I just like it wasn't. I, it wasn't for me, so that's kind of what soured me on that. But I get why you yelped. I get it, Tom. I want you to take your hand and I want you to cover the bracket, but leave the title of the bracket visible. Okay. All right. Then I want you to read it out loud. Okay, hold on. What does it say? What does it say? It says mid-2000s emo bands. Right, okay. Okay. <laughs> I want you to go to the... I, I guarantee you within this... Okay, maybe it's a little late. Tomorrow morning, there's going to be a basic white girl that's going to jog past your house. I want you to sit on a lawn chair, and I want <laughs> you to stop her. And I want you to say, I'm going to say the word emo, and I want you to sing the first lyrics that come to your mind. And I would put my unborn child's tuition that that girl is going to say, my lips are so high that you, my hopes are so high that your lips might kill me. So once you kiss, yeah, kill me. You're probably right. Yeah. You're probably right. So for that to not make it out of the first round, Tom, is invalidating everything you said. I'm sorry. Sometimes eight seeds, you know, sometimes. throw the records out. You throw them out. The Yankees haven't been to a fucking World Series in 10 years. People still fear the pinstripes. And I'm a Met fan. I'm just saying it. They define emo. They define it. They define it. Moving on. <laughs> Boys on out, arm for sleep. Not a fan of either. I apologize. Oh, I know that my God. Friend. <laughs> That's what you get when you get throw dashboard out in the first round. That's, I, I hope that cut a little bit. Moving on. From first to last to Sayosin, nah, neither of them are making it to the finals. You're going to say from first to last. Sayosin's probably got longer staying power. It doesn't matter who moves on from that. Um, I think from first to last had like a, like a fart in the wind type moment, and then Sonny had nodes, and it, he had to go, and now he's making Skrillex. Skrillex. Tech noise. Yeah. Now he's Skrillex. Uh, uh, yeah, I do like Skrillex from time to time. Uh, there was a moment. Uh, taking back Sunday from Thursday, you just go back to the – uh, mention that I have between Dashboard and Romance. They define everything. Thursday's got bangers. And let me be clear. There isn't a band on here that doesn't deserve to be on here. I like every band uh, because I'm sure someone will listen to this and be like, who is the annoying fat kid that shit on my band when they were talking about the brackets? Uh, <laughs> I'm not shitting on any band. I'm 
you're, we're just having a conversation here. Under Oath, Paramore, I think Paramore has more like spectrum. Like After Laughter was I ju- just an insanely good record. I agree. Insanely yeah. good. I love Under Oath. Insanely good. Under Oath made big waves in the in the musical scene, but After Laughter just fucking uh, trumped everyone. And then MCR over Anne Berlin. Uh, I mean, that one doesn't hurt as much as you throwing them out. I, I can't. I don't. I know that like the Black Parade joke has become such a meme, like on the internet. I, it like it was like a cool concept, but I I never like, there was never like a full album of theirs that I could get behind. Like I like their stuff. I, there's a lot. I mean, now that I'm like now that I'm hearing my dumb voice out loud, I'm thinking of every MCR song I heard. There's a shit ton, so I'm just gonna move on. MCR wins. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy World, you know, I mean, the audition loses, like, walking off the bus. Yeah. Uh, Copeland and Yellow Card, uh, again, see my, you know, genre defining for Yellow Card with Ocean Avenue. Um, since I, I know it's going to hurt Mike. I had Senses Fail being Spill Canvas in the first round. The new, there, there's an in-between. They have, like, I won't call it a hiccup, but they had like a little like, I don't know, a change of vibe or sound. I don't know what it was. I couldn't put my finger on it between like my younger emo days and then the record that they just put out. Um, the record they just put out is really good. It's dark as shit. I think that's more why I like what they just came out with. But like they have some really heavy hitter. I mean, there there's a song about it. Uh, I'm not even going to talk about it. We're moving on. And then um, Emery and Finch, that's just another bracket. Like, who cares? It almost feels like, you know, because I'll bring up some pretty good ones at the end of this. But I, I don't, you know, I, I don't really listen to either of them. Who cares oh is a strong statement. I don't listen to, I don't listen to either of them, but uh, I'd probably say Finch just because I've seen more Finch t-shirts in my entire lifetime. Okay. All right, so Tom, you you pretty much know my bracket without me even saying it. Like it's pretty slam dunk easy. Um, I'll, I'll start in the top left. Hawthorne Heights over saves the day. Ridiculous. Uh, Coheed, Ridiculous. Coheed over Chiodos. Alexis on fire over Rise Against. Starting line over Circa. Uh, say anything in thrice is actually my least like listened to matchup i guess like yeah either one of those bands i could take or leave so i guess say anything just because uh she called me on the phone and i touched myself yeah all right (laughs) heater of not only a hero of a song but like to have the fonts in that music video yeah it's just fonts wasn't i mean just just a winner just a winner and what was thrice is stare straight into the sun that was their big hit right that, that was, was one of them, yeah. Oh, uh, Thrice was, um, no, that's not Artist in the Ambulance, right? No, that, yeah, that was on Artist in the Ambulance, yeah. Yeah, Artist, Artist, Artist in the Ambulance. That's yeah. the, that's the one I, like, that's what I pin them for. All right, so this one was super easy, early November over the used. Um, Dashboard over My Chemical, uh, over Matchbook Romance, and then Armored for Sleep over Boys Night Out. Yeah. Uh, Seosin over from first to last and like you got Seosin with Anthony Green and then you got Seosin after Anthony Green both awesome either way Cove yeah, yeah. Cove 
Um, take you back Sunday over Thursday. Under Oath over Paramore. Amberlynn over My Chemical Romance. Um, I actually do like the audition, but Jimmy Eat World over the audition. Have to. Uh, hate it. Hate it. Copeland over Yellow Card. Spill Canvas over Senses Fail. And Emery over Finch. Like, okay. did anything surprise you, Tom, there? No, 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 not really. And I figured we were going to get to say anything thrice because I know you didn't really care for much of those. But Caitlin is big into say anything, right? She liked say anything a lot. Yeah, she did. Yeah, sure. And I just want to bring something up because I was going to leave it till the end. But just just because it matters most in the first round, what a lot of these chicken heads are doing with these brackets is not understanding the seating system and how pivotal a role it plays. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Completely changes the entire situation. That, like, I don't. There, there are like the one seed has to be playing. Like the like what you think is the worst. Like the top one has to play sixty four. Two has to play yeah sixty three. Like what you have to legitimately go one through sixty four and order them in from best to to worst on your own before you because it it's a it's irrational. Oh, absolutely. I agree. I agree. I feel like, like these really are all happen. like six, seven matchups, like every single one of them. It's not fair. I mean, like, I don't listen to Copeland. It's not fair. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, what, what's one? Uh, taking back uh, Sunday and Thursday. Terrible matchup in the first round. Under Oath Paramore. Terrible matchup. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because those are two two bands. Like, you want to get thinking in the second or, or third round. Like you, Like, you don't want, like, you don't want to an easy run for one person and then like have to knock out two in the beginning. You, you want, you want the good ones in the middle. Sorry. Now real quick, before we move on, do, can we all, do we all notice who is conspicuously absent from this? From I, this? Can, that can we save that to the end? Because I have a fucking laundry list, like laundry list of bands that deserve to be on the mid two thousands emo bands bracket of uh, official 2020. But there is, yeah, and that's fine, but there is one that is very conspicuously absent, and we don't even have to name their name, and Brand I know new. why they're... Well, yes, and I know why they're not on this bracket. Yeah, because Jesse Lacey's a scumbag. Because Jesse Lacey was a bad boy, but um, very, very conspicuously absent, because I, I would think that in a world where Jesse Lacey wasn't a scumbag, Brand New would probably be the winner of most of these brackets, but... Brand- yeah, go on, yeah. Having said that, let's go into second round. Uh, I will give you my winners. Um, saves the day versus Coheed. It saves the day for me. Um, and then uh, uh, Alexis and Fire versus uh, the starting line. I've got the starting line moving on. Uh, next, uh, bottom left, Thrice versus the early November. I've got the early November moving on. Matchbook Romance versus Boys Night Out. I got Boys Night Out moving on. Uh, top right, Sayosin. Taking Back Sunday, I've got Taking Back Sunday moving on. Under Oath versus Anne Berlin, I've got Under Oath moving on. Um, Jimmy Eat World versus Copeland, that one's a tough one for me because they're two of my favorite bands, but I got Jimmy Eat World moving on. And The Spill Canvas versus Emery. Uh, sorry, Mikey, I got, uh, I got Emery coming out of that one. And well, that's, that's mine. Ugh. But wasn't that <laughs> extremely tough for you right there, Tom? What, uh, The Spill Canvas versus Emery? Yeah. Man, I want to I, nice, I want nice, to say that it was, but I don't know, man. I mean, like, so when I go back and I listen to the Spill Canvas, right, like that first Spill Canvas record, 
like I can barely listen to it. Like yes, it makes yes. me like it no, makes, that, it makes that, me cringe. That one, there's the all hail the heartbreakers and the tide, and then pretty much you could throw the rest of that album out. Now the new the new version of the tide is is kick ass, man. Like the new version they put out uh, about a year or two ago, that shit rules. But that whole record, it just it, I can't do it. But Emery's first record, the week's end. Oh yeah, come on. I mean, like that is like the epitome of a 2000s screamo record, you know? But, uh, but yeah, that, that's mine. It had a couple, a couple of tough matchups, uh, for me, um, you know, uh, going, uh, Jimmy world versus Copeland was probably the toughest one for me. Um, and even Alexis and fire versus the starting line was a tough one for me because I love Alexis and fire and I love the starting line, but for me, lasting power wise, uh, it's, it's the, it's the starting line. But, uh, so that's my second round. Uh, um, in a nutshell, it's back. First back, me. It's me. All right. Uh, I have Hawthorne Coheed in the first bracket. Hawthorne is like Hawthorne moves on because of like the teenage defining songs. Coheed's got got more in there. More, there's more meat on that bone for me than there is for Hawthorne. So I got Coheed moving on. Uh, Rise against. And I had Circa on the vibes. Uh, I'm going Rise Against. Um, no offense to Circa, but I just, I listen to harder music a lot more often than I do vibey music. And so Rise Against gets, gets the, the nod. Uh, okay. Say Anything is moving on against the used. Uh, I love Say Anything. <clears throat> um, used, you know. The youth has that kind of like angsty sound. I feel that like you kind of, I don't know, you put you put behind once you once you get into college. Not to you know, again, it doesn't mean it's bad. I just sometimes you re-listen to songs that you thought meant the world to you at the moment, and then you're like, did I really like communicate with that song like emotionally? Uh, that's fucking weird to me. I never really had it that bad, and so oh, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go with say anything. Um, there. Then I have um, Dashboard moving moving on against the the two band, you know, whatever band I chose that I don't listen to anyway. So they got an easy run directly in to the third round. Uh, uh, from from first to last, take back Sunday. I'm not even gonna waste my time talking about taking back Sunday. Uh, and then I have Paramore, My Chemical Romance. Like I said, after laughter and all the way through is gonna beat My Chemical Romances. New stuff, so Paramore comes through there. Uh, Jimmy World versus Yellow Card. Uh, tough one. Of my second round, probably the toughest that I had. Um, yeah, I went Jimmy World. Uh, but I'm not like... Jimmy World's new... Like, that newest single that they had on that last one, I wasn't in love with it. It makes me feel weird. Yellow okay. Card's got, Yellow Card's got some bangers, but like... I think I said it earlier on one of our earlier um, episodes that we did. Like, it's become the like. There's there. Well, not 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 as of now because we can't go to the bar. But like, there there's always now at these beach bars and these bars. Like, they'll do like a twenty minute medley of like th- this exact music, and like all you hear are the opening chords of Ocean Avenue is like dum 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 dum, and then you just hear all the girls go, "Oh my god!" So it's like. I don't know. I mean, they lost a little, a little luster for me there. And so I think Jimmy world gets the nod. 
And then Census Fail over again, two bands that I don't listen much to anyway, so I'm not going to waste air time talking about it. Census Fail gets a nod. All right. All right. So um, I'm just going to go to my final four just because like some of these second round matchups aren't even really that close. So bloodbath moving it along. Yeah. And I see how so top left I got too much the starting line. Bottom left I have armor for sleep. Uh top right I have under oath and bottom right I have the spill canvas. Okay. Okay. Um I guess if we're just gonna get right to final fours, I'll say mine. Top left, I've got Saves a Day. Bottom uh, bottom left, I've got Boys Night Out. Uh, top right, I've got Under Oath. Bottom right, I've got Jimmy World. All right, top left, I have Rise Against. Bottom left, I had Say Anything. Top right, I had Taking Back... Oh, I'm sorry, Paramore. And then bottom right, I had uh, Census Fail. Three very different brackets. I can, I can appreciate it. different brackets. I can appreciate that. Wow. Um, okay, so I'll, I'll just I'll just do mine and I'll tell you where I landed. Uh, this is probably no surprise to people who know me, but I had uh, Saves a Day going over Boys Night Out. I had Jimmy Eat World going over Under Oath, and uh, I have Saves a Day winning the whole damn thing because they are my favorite band. Favorite band. Outstanding. Outstanding. All right. That. So then. Um... I had Armor for Sleep versus the Spill Canvas in the finals. And then I had the Spill Canvas winning it. Wow. All right. Right. I had, uh, sorry, I had towel making brain. I have, I have, uh, I had Say Anything beating Rise Against. And then I had, uh, uh, Paramore beating um, Census Fail, and then I had uh, Paramore winning. Remember that uh, Say Anything song on In Defense of the Genre that had Haley Williams on it? Yes. It's a great great pairing. I like that. And then... Look uh, look at how that ended. What's that? Look look how... Bring in my bracket full full circle. Yeah, right? And and that's that's that crazy thing, man. That... um, that say anything record in defense of the genre was like one of the first like emo records that had like a million different like features on it. Like so many people were on that record, which I thought was such a cool thing for the time. And then, um, you know, obviously forgive Durden ended up doing, you know, Razia shadow, which had like everybody on it, which, um, that was something crazy. But so now we all know our winners. Yeah. Let's real quick. Let's, just talk about who we think got snubbed. Oh, I'm about to spill a tea right, all right now. So because first of all, this is what got me to text Michael about this. How Go is Fallout Boy not on this list? Oh my god! Absurd. I, it updates the entire creation of the bracket. Absurd. Absurd. And and then <laughs> something corporate. How is something corporate not on that list? Newfound Glory. Uh, uh, I would. So that's more pop not, punk, no? I wouldn't put. See, I struggle with this too, Tom. I wouldn't, and I'm saying exactly what Mike said. I'm not sure I would call him emo. That's a yeah, very, if you're I, a I jock, guess, you would think Newfound Glory is emo. They are not. And I guess, but I kind of feel that way about Fallout Boy too. You know, like, 
I would consider way. Fall Out Boy to be a like a pop punk band. But then again, no, I mean, like very sad. They were so sad. But so like even like, like Yellow Card, I'd probably consider like a pop punk band, and like you know, so it's it's kind and of I definitely tough, wouldn't like, consider Emery an emo band. <laughs> I guess Screamo. Well, even though it's that version of Screamo, and not like the. 90s version of screamo but like that's the tough thing because like and then again like rise against i don't consider an emo band they're not they're not this is somebody somebody was like let me try and think of the shit i listened to in high school yeah like mid-2000s i guess no one wants to use the term rock band either because it's just so like weird sounding Mm -hmm. right but that's more of like what it is it's like i casually listened to this style of music when i was uh a young lad and so i'm gonna make this bracket yeah, I mean the egregious omission of all time low, mm-hmm. and I'm not I'm not even saying that these aren't people that deserve to win the like I don't think yeah. all time low makes it in like past the second round because you know like their newer stuff is so so mm-hmm. pop but like yep. come on how does that Bayside how is Bayside yeah Silverstein not on yep it? Silverstein Spitalfield how is uh how is North Star not on this The Rocket yeah, Summer. She- the rocket summer man like yeah yeah i mean there's a lot i mean like no i guess they've all now i guess all these bands have been at work i I feel like no joke something corporate constantine is probably like the most emo song like ever oh absolutely and like i mean like the fact that something corporate's not on this list Jokes aside, like just it's very, very, very interesting talking to two people who are older than me about the same music because like we are like we're we're talking about a very specific, like mid two thousands like you know, generation of 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 music. And there are bands on here that I could list that you guys would be like never even bad at like never even heard of them. And I'm like, this is like the fact that they're not on this just invalidates the whole thing. And then the same with you guys. And we're talking about the same music. So mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like it, the things that you listen to prior to the mid 2000s and how that leads into what you listen to and what I was listening to. Sure. How that led into it. It's like very, it's funny. Like they're playing the same music. We've never, and we probably don't even listen to half of what each other listens to. Now, here, now here, here is the real challenge that I think we should do uh, just to lead, to lead this episode out. Here's what I think we should do. I think we need to take oh, every, the 64, uh, was it 64, right? Yeah, there's 64 bands here, right? Right. So right. I think what we need to do is between the three of us, we need to cultivate a Spotify playlist that has one of each of these bands songs, but I think we need to figure out together like what that song that represents this band should be to go onto a playlist. Like you're saying flagship songs. Yeah. And that's tough. Now. I mean, that could be another episode in itself, but I think we should try to figure that out together and then release that playlist so that bar downs listeners can interact with it and tell us if they love it or we're full of shit. Obviously like, there are some foregone conclusions. Hawthorne Heights, it's going to be Ohio is for lovers. Like, right. No, you know, again, but, but then when we talk about taking back Sunday, right? Like we can make the argument that it could be Q without the E. We can make the argument that it could be, um, 
you know, oh, great romances of the 20th century. We can make the argument that it could be, um, you know, anything from from new again or anything from where you want to be. So, you know, I think that's kind of a, a cool thing that we could do um, to kind of like show people where our heads are at. And then people can ream us for it later and just be like, bro, you picked that song for Sayasin? Like, are you stupid? Yeah. Yeah. You have a tiny penis, stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Right. Yeah. But I think I think that should I be just, that should be our, our project. If you went and I this is very, very interesting, Tom, and this is why you took over for me. You're the smarter man. Because <laughs> if you if you look at it from that perspective, it changes mm-hmm. the entire bracket. Oh, absolutely it does. Yeah. If you go by best song, number yep. one, like this song versus this song to represent the entire body of work yep. that this band has made, bracket buster. Left, right, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Left, left, right, and center. Because I, like I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Yeah, because and, and I think that's a cool thing because like realistically, again, like a lot of the bands I picked were from full body of work. But like if you're gonna put, you know, say anything's alive with the glory of love up against anything else in that bracket, maybe what do we have? Maybe with the exception of of uh God. Hands down, or maybe for me, you know, Baby Blue by the early November. Yeah. But I mean, but that's the whole thing. Like, even on Mikey's end, like, Mikey could look at that bracket and he'd probably be like, oh, I mean, like, you know, the truth about heaven destroys everything, you know, but like, who knows? You know what I'm saying? So I think that's a cool, I think that's a cool project. Right. Right. I opened up this talk with the bashing of anybody who makes a bracket during this time. And we have decided to make a bracket, and I am. A thousand percent for it because that's we're gonna do it correctly. Sweet, I love it, man. Uh, I respect the move. Respect the move all the way around, gentlemen. Uh, pleasure spending the evening with you guys. Uh, and what what what's what's been the if if I had to take a snapshot, Tom and Mike of of the, of your playlist your your last your last two weeks. I don't want the full quarantine month, but I want I want the last two weeks. What are what's what's on the uh, on repeat playlist for the two of you? Tom, you want to go first? Yeah, I can go first, man. Um, I'll give you five bands that I've listened to pretty much ad nauseum. <laughs> well, I, I, I can. I can give you five bands. Uh, Movements. Uh, that's the first band for sure. Uh, band, band called Dry Jacket that I love. Uh, that's band number two. Uh, this band called Valley Heart uh, that I just discovered about a month ago. Band number three, fantastic. Um, for uh, band number four, uh, I would probably say it's going to be uh, Max Seal, a bunch of buddies of mine from uh, an, a, a band back in Long Island that were awesome. And band number five, uh, they just put out a record uh, about two months ago. It's a band called Spanish Love Songs. Incredible, okay. man. That's my five. Heard about them. Hot on the block. All right. So we're going like the last two weeks. So, two um, weeks on. Two weeks right. on. So it's this new band that I literally have only discovered two weeks ago. Um, they're so, called The Home. Uh-huh. They're called the Home Team. They're from Seattle, Washington, and they're like Panic at the Disco when Panic at the Disco was still Panic at the Disco. Like, there's another band. Dude, hold on and pause. Good thing you brought that up. I almost forgot. Yeah, how did they not be on this list, dude? That's, right, you'd say that, but they insane. only have two real emo band discs. We'll talk more about it. Sorry. Yeah, go on. I, I get what you're saying, and I, I kind of do agree with that. Yeah. Sorry, go on, Mike. And then this band out of Vancouver, Canada, they're called Chief State. And they have like, uh, kind of like a trash boat kind of vibe. Oh, 
Yeah. Okay. So I've been oh. really digging those two bands. And uh, future guests of the pod, so also helps. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Oh, all right. There you go. I like the pump. That's good stuff. Yeah, I, uh, I've been... I, I've tragically fallen in love with a band that's never coming back. And like, I was totally in, had the opportunity to see them when they were touring. Like I could have had, I know, had I listened to them at the time and that's modern baseball. Oh, modern baseball. Great band. I am a, I am a a moron for not jumping on the train when they were still touring modern baseball. I cannot believe like what I was missing. It's insane. Pure insanity. Such a good band. Yeah. And uh, so I've just been listening to their to their discography basically on repeat. I've even watched like they had like a 17 minute um, uh, like behind the scenes, like making a modern baseball. Or yeah, whatever. that kind of like yeah. mini doc. Yeah, it's super. Yeah, cool. yeah. Loved it. Loved it. Watched that film, that rabbit hole. And I, I've been following like Alice for the last two weeks. Uh, story so far on fucking repeat. Oh, that uh, new that new record was one of my favorite records from last year. Oh, so heater. good. Heater. I mean, amazing um and that that's of no surprise also uh i go story so friday so every single friday i send my boy jdz justin dolan uh shout out his birthday that i totally fucking missed but i'm making up to you and i'm on the pod saying happy birthday and just play it like i said we recorded on your birthday and i said (laughs) i'm saying it so i said it here so uh this is i so totally remembered it uh yeah i send him like we wake up and we go throughout our day and the first one to send a story story so far song to the other wins nothing but pride. It's just story. So Friday. <laughs> uh, and um, yeah, then like some hardcore uh, like Wu-Tang clan. Okay. Uh, don't Dude. get me started on Wu-Tang. Dude, that two. show uh, Wu-Tang American Saga is so yeah. fucking good. Is it? it oh, it's so Dude. good. Dude, they're brilliant. Quarantine ruined everything around me. No, sorry. Corona ruined everything around me. Quarantine 2020. That'll post, y'all. Came up with that while I was printing before. I just really Yo, wanted Mad to Street it. Cred. Yeah. Tom and I went to high school with ODB's kids. Street Cred. No. Oh, did, yeah. I thought you were going to say ODB. No, no, I wish. Undoubtedly, ODB's kids were dirty and stinking. No. They were, like, no, said, clean cut, said, played softball. Like, yeah. Yeah, not that has nothing to do with dirty and stinking. The old dirty bastard stays dirty and stinking. So it's <laughs> they can play softball. They were they were dirty and stinking. Um, and I'm gonna end it with some fucking big time drop today. A day to remember. Ooh. Day to remember dropped a new uh, new uh, single. Well, uh, yeah, midnight. So yeah, actually this morning. And I've had that shit on, on fire replay the entire day. Uh. It's pretty good. And they're li- these singles that have come out, they're like lining up. They have a, um, a constant formula. And I, like, it, you would think you would get sick of it. Like, I don't know. I, I mean, I know Mikey doesn't really listen to a lot of data member. Tom, I don't know if you do. Do you? A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, data member is my favorite band. Like, mm-hmm. it's not even close. Like, uh, and uh, they have a formula with all their with all their songs like if you start from their first out al- like their first album and then yeah. you listen to every album out you're like okay this song is this song this song is this song and like people like would normally be like oh doesn't that get like old or sickening absolutely not bring me back to when i was fucking 16 years old screaming disrespect your surroundings at the top of my lungs <laughs> and i just want that every like 
when I get down on myself and I'm like, dude, I'm an, like, I'm, I'm an old fart when this fucking blows, like life sucks. I just like throw on data remember real quick. Oh, cool. Everything's good. And so Dude, that, no- that would have been, unfortunately it's, it's, it's been postponed, but that tour, man, that was going to be something else. A data remember under oath code orange and slipknot. I mean, Holy that, that was going to be yeah. something, man. Horrifying. I like, yeah. like I I'm, I'm concerned that the proper authorities even allowed it to go on. It, <laughs> it, incredible. That was allowed. They had a data remember is one of the, like, like, touring wise again like I, I feel bad mikey can't chime in here because he's not a huge data member fan but like they they are masterminds of putting tours together it's almost like they were the first ones to go on spotify and be like okay let's look at the analytics who's listening to like who that is listening to us is also like what else are they listening to yeah, and they're like yeah, yeah. oh we may not have never played like would never think of playing with these people but we're going to anyway because people that like us also like these other bands. And like when they came out the house party tour, I, I'm romanticizing. I know Mikey's going to kill me because he wants to cut me off. But when they came out the <laughs> house party tour and they they played with the wonder years, pierce the veil all time low. And there's one other band in there. I'm like, how the fuck did they go into my iPod and look at my fucking playlist and make this? <laughs> it was absolutely amazing. They do a really good job at that. So uh psyched on that that's my two-week snapshot and uh yeah that was awesome thanks for let me let me on again thanks guys yeah of course buddy no Devin. whenever you want to come back we'd love to have you and we miss you and uh you know we've been rolling out episodes like crazy so uh i i know that it would have been too tough to do and it's it's been uh fun having tom but we miss you man yeah. Yeah. So you guys all heard it there. It's it's recorded and uh, don't let him cut it out that he just gave me an open invitation to every single time I want to talk. I have to be on the episode, which is great. You guys all heard that. Uh, yeah, no, I feel, I feel really bad. Uh, um, I really didn't have a, um, a bowing out uh, of sorts, uh, passing on the mic. Um, I just uh, life got really crazy. And as Mike does to those of you listening, everything that Mikey has ever put his brain to he succeeds incredibly i mean he exceeds at a level like i'm dropping the funny guy shtick he 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 succeeds at a level that you never thought he could succeed at because he's determined to do the best and he has a vision and he wants to do it and i did not want to be the man that held him back this is a great idea this was born out of him saying i've always wanted to do this i just didn't know i don't know how and me having a joke podcast with my friends. And um, I just said, hey, I, you know, I know how I, I, I talk. I, you know, we can talk about the same thing. Let's do this stupid thing. And I mean, the, the minute he heard that, it was all him. I mean, I did nothing but make a logo and, you know, be, you know, the guy cracking dick jokes on the other side of, of these very serious interviews with these people that Mikey respect and I respect. And, and, and I want to thank... Um, him for giving me the opportunity to do it and i didn't want to be the one to hold him back because i just there are things in my life right now that i that that prevent me from from doing the best that we can and and uh, the podcast has to go on it's doing way too well and so i just want to uh thank everybody for um giving me the time yeah dude really appreciate the kind words uh you know i i have like a manic brain and people that know me 
know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. Like Tom's probably sick of me already because I just like literally so sick of you, dude. So <laughs> sick of you. Like Mike, Mike used manic. Tom, Mike told me that like when we first started, he's like, oh, like I have a really manic brain, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so do I, and like I use the word manic in common like talk with people in common conversation for no less than two and a half months with no idea what it meant. <laughs> I had no fucking clue what it meant. And one day he's, he was like, he was texting me about something. I'm like, bro, you're like fucking obsessed. You are an obsessed person. He's like, I told you from the beginning, like I have manic brain. And I'm like, Oh, that's what that meant. Like I had no clue what that meant whatsoever. <laughs> what no, so fuck t- ever. T- like it's an inside joke with Tom and Danny and like some of my other friends. Like I would always, be the guy that like texted Tom at like two in the morning when I discovered a band, like, bro, you need to check this band out. Like you need to like right this second, like, because no, so the, so the, the real story about that, that I, I I've got the, the real place where bro came from was, um, so back, this is back in the day when, when Mikey was still in, enjoying the, the alcohol a little bit. And, um, I was having a, um, like a little like house party at an old apartment I had back on long Island. And it was like, probably three 30 or four o'clock in the morning. And we were like, we had hammered through so much. And I think it was me, you, Dan Burr, maybe a couple of other people. And you wanted me to listen to Isles and glaciers at like ear blistering volume at four o'clock in the morning. And I kept trying to tell you to turn it down and you would not listen to me. And you were half eyes, just staring at me, just being like, bro, you ever heard Isles and glaciers? And I'm like, yeah, man. Like I've, we listened to them like a year ago. He's like, oh, so sick. And that is officially where that comes from. Manic officially. Yeah. You, yeah. He said I have... Fucking unbelievable. Yeah. He's got manic brain. And when he said it, I'm like, the only time I've ever heard the word manic was like at the beginning of mannequin and also <laughs> at manic depressant. So I thought Mikey was in turn just telling me that he had emo brain. That's why I thought he was telling me that he's just consistently emo. I had no idea like what the term manic meant. So I was going around telling people like, yeah, like, like, I I like a lot of like manic music. You know what I mean? And people were like, what are you talking about? There's no, there's no clue. And, And I tend to try and use like bigger words for humor because I am indeed a moron. And so like, I kept saying manic, like for no less than two months. So finally, I'm like, dude, you're, you're like, you, you got to get off it. You're like, I'm sorry. My brain is so manic. I'm like, oh, that's what that means. Fuck. There's a lot of people that just shake the nod of their head when they knew it. I had no clue what I was talking about. <laughs> I'm like very aware of it, though. Like, I, I know that I come off that way. Like, that's why Caitlin doesn't let me like really do projects around the house, because like they literally you don't know what an angle grinder is so that might be the one like one of the reasons like, you <laughs> think it's your manic brain but you have no idea what tooling to use that too but yeah i i like get in this mode where i just like won't be able to sleep if a project's not done like it it's crazy all right all right boys <laughs> no, we'll well, it's, that, it's, that. yeah we sure will man it's been a pleasure getting to chat with uh, you guys as always, man. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll get to work on, uh, on picking these songs, man. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Peace be with you. And also with you. Why is it? What? Oh my God. Uh, and, the, and the episode. And the episode. <laughs>
Tommy V. Were you surprised that the spill canvas was my overall winner? Like I was surprised. Um, I shouldn't have been surprised, but I really was because it's like, I just, man, I, I think of all of the bands on that list. Um, I think like there are a lot of other bands that define um, that era a little bit better, but you know, I mean, they're, they're a great band and I mean, they definitely did, uh, did a lot of things for that you know, for, for that time period. But, um, I think it was very interesting, man. The three of us had very different brackets and they looked very different. I mean, we had some similarities, but you know, just all comes back to like, you know, where you were and what you were listening to, you know, obviously saves a day being my favorite band. Like there was no way I wasn't going to, you know, put them at the top of the top of the list because, you know, they were the band that influenced me the most, but, you know, obviously you could tell that, you know, going through a Devin kind of you know, uh, approaches the harder music in a, in a more favorable way than, you know, maybe, maybe you or I do, but still, man, I, I thought it was super cool. Um, I, I, uh, I think it's so crazy though, that in a bracket that had Jimmy eat world, you had the spill canvas moving through, but I guess we talked a little bit about that just off camera, but like you said, you're really not the biggest Jimmy eat world fan. I wouldn't say it's that like, I'm not a, a fan. I also just never really like got, got so to like yes like so deep yeah. in, deeply invested in them. Um, sure, you know obviously you have like sweetness and and their hits and and you mm -hmm. know you can't deny that th those songs come on. Pretty much everyone knows them, but yeah, sure. Um, I don't know. It just wasn't a band on my heavy rotation and. The spill canvas was like all hail the heartbreaker. Sure. I can't even tell you how many times in high school that was my away message uh, for for, <laughs> for aim or whatever it was. Like, and that, that I, was and, just the. And you know what? Go ahead. Yeah, I, I get it. I, I, it's just like you know that that's kind of like what I had used as my benchmark too. Like you know, looking through all these bands, like how many of these did I have like away messages for, and like all this stuff. But I think really, you know, when I look at all thirty-two of those bands. Uh, the really the only one that didn't strike me was uh, the audition. Like I never really got into them. Um, you know, like I think I listened to one or two of their records, um, but like nothing like, you know, I had listened to any of the and probably Rise Against too. Like I never was really super into Rise Against, but like all the other bands on that list, like I, you know, listened to Ad Nauseam, you know, during those times. So it was cool to kind of go back and and, to, you know, relook into that music and revisit some of the stuff and see what held up and, and what didn't. Uh, and then of course, you know, we've got our, um, we've still got our two separate playlists on Spotify up that, uh, we did pick in, you know, what we thought were the most quintessential songs from each album. So if you haven't taken a look at that yet, uh, you know, out there 
listeners, all of you listeners, all of you fancy people, you check it out, see what you think. Um, but, you know, we've been talking about this bracket that we've done for like an hour and a half, and we've barely really talked about any hockey. So I know you got uh, something that's kind of uh, been on the radar. Yeah, Michael? I do, but I do want to also just make a quick comment that, you know, basically 15, 20 years after all this emo music, Mikey Ryan at age 33 has perfected the emo swoop now that I'm on (laughs) COVID-19 lockdown and my hair is just growing at a rapid pace. Like, it's just so funny. I hop out of the shower and I'm like, oh my God, this is the longest my hair has been in a very, very long time. And it's just hard not to just do the emo swoop. Dude, I'm very blessed. I'll just I'll just share this real quick. I'm very blessed. My um uh, my brother-in-law to be uh who who's down here because you know, me and my fiance moved down here and then uh, my fiance's sister uh moved down here about a year after us. So uh, you know, we've been pretty much the only people we've been seeing uh during this time, but uh he had lent a like a like a buzzer, you know? And uh, my fiance was like, you know what? I'm going to tackle your hair because when my hair grows out, I look terrible because I'm, I have terrible balding and like it just I look like a Chia pet and it's bad. And I let it grow way too, way too long. And Amanda was like, I'm sick of looking at you like this. So she actually buzzed my head and she did an awesome job. So I'm super blessed because if not, man, I don't you know, I don't think I could get a job uh, looking like I don't even know what you could say. I look like like a monster, just a total monster. <laughs> terrible. All right, so two different <laughs> ends of the spectrum. My hair sure. is lush and grows like crazy, and Tom's is spot, uh, spotty and chia pet. Terrible. Just looks so. like a chia pet. hate it. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, so in hockey-related news, um, last night, John Scott came out. So John Scott, former enforcer, now more on the media side, has his own podcast and whatnot. He tweeted out, just got word that the NHL camps will begin again June 1st. European players are coming back soon. And, you know, you, you kind of have to take any news that's not from like TSN with a grain of salt. Like, you know, I'll believe it once like Bob McKenzie and the, the, the big names from that cover the NHL start tweeting it out. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of the first tweet that has like a date and like when things might happen. And it got me a little excited. I, I know that it's totally for selfish reasons and I just miss hockey, but I think that, you know, since we talked about it a few episodes ago, like if the WWE can do it and like they had their main event with no fans, like I think the NHL can do the same. I, I do think that yeah. before they even open up training camps, I think all the players should like self quarantine and just like make sure that they're not like, having fevers or showing any symptoms but yeah i i think that this could be a way for hockey to possibly gain new fans and as a hockey hockey fan above all else i i just like want the game to grow bigger than it is yeah and if you're not having basketball going on you're not having baseball going on like all these Mm -hmm. other sports are on pause ESPN will have no choice but to talk about hockey and like yeah. hockey will get the coverage it deserves. Mm-hmm. And yes, there won't be fans in the building. I still think it would be amazing content. And like, sure. I think that 
having all like the divisions going into a, a specific site, I think it would be so fun to have like all of the teams that aren't playing still like go and sit in the in the stands and like be be the fans. Mm-hmm. And I think that that could just be outrageous content and it would be fun. Hockey players for for the most part are fun and down to earth people. Yeah. So I just I I would totally totally be on board. Even though I, like I wouldn't be able to go to any of these games. Yeah, exactly. I'd be, I'd be watching every game and I'd be watching games that you know, I might not have watched if it was just the regular season. Like if it's yeah, a sure. random, you know, let's say Vancouver Canucks and Anaheim Ducks game. Like that's not a game that I would ever watch during the regular season, but mm-hmm. you know, having that on, I I I'd, I'd probably watch almost every game if I could. Mhm. I and I think my my only my only pushback is just that, you know, again, you know, I I've said it a lot, it's just, you know, I I just really hope that they can do this in a way where they're not putting the the health and safety of of anyone at risk, you know, because obviously in order to do this right, you know, it's not just the hockey players. I mean, you know, we're talking referees, we're talking medical crews, we're talking, you know, people that are going to be, you know, shooting and filming the games and all of the, you know, the kind of guys that are behind the scenes and stuff. So you just want to make sure that no one's putting themselves at risk. I mean, obviously I know that, you know, as a country, we've, you know, we've had a tough time, you know, with, with this whole, self-quarantine and staying home situations. I mean, there are protests all over the country trying to get things open back up, which is just absurd. But, you know, this is, these situations are bringing out a lot in people. So, you know, as long as this can be done safely, as long as it, uh, you know, doesn't, you know, put anyone in harm's way. I mean, who wouldn't want hockey back? You know, who wouldn't want to, you know, something to distract them from the craziness that's going on? And, and yeah, I think you're right. I think that if it's, again, if it's done safely, I think it could be something that we've never seen before. And I, and, you know, you know, talking about like the, the, the prospect of maybe even having, you know, players, you know, in the stands, you know, like chirping other players and, and all that kind of stuff that you would never see in a normal situation. I mean, like, I think it could be great. I think it could make for great TV. Um, and, you know, part of me hopes that it happens. And the other part of me, you know, again, wants to make sure that the safeguards are in place for, for everyone to be safe. So if it does happen, you know, if John Scott is is on the ball with it, um, you know, I, I looked over that uh, his Twitter post and a ton of people were chirping him about a bunch of stuff. But uh, the thing I love about it most is everything is just like, oh, like, like, like all star superstar John Scott. And like, <laughs> like everyone that's addressing him is like, wait a second, is is all star mega superstar John Scott like a like a hockey scout now or something? I don't know, man. It's really really funny shit. But um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I like you. Hope that it is a reality. But again, as long as it's safe, um, I, I'm I'm welcome to it. And I agree. You know, if if nothing else is is on, I mean, I I would maybe throw on a, you know, Canadian Senators game. Not that I'd ever watch it, but maybe now I would watch it, you know, just to, just to have something to say. And I mean, it's always good for a guy like me, uh, you know, on a hockey podcast where I'm, you know, admittedly the, the weaker link of the hockey talk. So maybe for me watching more, getting more familiar might not be a bad thing. Yeah. And it would be cool. And this is the last thing I want to say about it. Like, it'd just be cool if they just kind of almost worked like on a 24 seven schedule. 
like kind of like the Olympics does. Like when there's the Winter Olympics, there's pretty much like hockey from morning till night. Yeah, that would be so awesome because yeah, I think I, think I would it, just it would put be that like... put that on like as I'm working from home in the background, yeah. and like it would not come off my TV at all. Like yeah, even if they did it like like you know again like they they had they do like the opening rounds of the you know uh, NCAA you know men's and women's basketball tournaments when you know you've got games pretty much that start like right at like eleven a.m. and pretty much go until you know the final game usually tip off is at like ten thirty p.m. so you're talking about you know like content from eleven a.m. to about like one a.m. you know I mean like that would be awesome that would be so cool. Um, but, you know, as long as, you know, I mean, and if they got enough teams that could do it. I mean, you know, if you're running it uh, in such a short way, in truncated way. But I think, again, it could be super cool for sure. All right, cool. So um, that brings us to our final segment of the show that is still unnamed. And just I, I think that's the best part of it. <laughs> so um, I'm going to take over this week and. Um, the the band that I kind of uh, want to showcase is, uh, a, you know, as I mentioned the intro, one of my favorite interviews, uh, which was Joe Acuti of Ice Nine Kills. Well, uh, Joe is also in another band called called Nova Charisma. From um, you know, it's it's got a a bunch of guys from different projects, and it definitely gives me like the Circus Survive vibe. And um, just really kind of indie, but also kind of in the alternative world. It's just like everything that you and I love. So it has guys from Hail the Sun. It has Joe from Ice Nine Kills. It has um, the the guy Sergio that's from that project that is Dance Gavin Dance and Strawberry Girls. There's like the kind of a mix of all those guys. Um, so if that gives you kind of an idea of the sound that they might have um mm-hmm. i think you guys will enjoy them and uh, they should definitely be bigger than they are awesome uh so i, I hope you, you you enjoy that pick and then uh you know as usual just go ahead and visit us at bardownbreakdown.com uh you know we have all of our episodes archived there you can go ahead and follow us on uh, uh instagram at um instagram is B- i always forget i think bdbd podcast bardown breakdown Search them. You'll find them. Promise you that. Uh, interact with us. Like, share, subscribe. You know, anything you could do. Uh, we appreciate your input. We appreciate your feedback. We appreciate that you're listening. So, uh, you know, here's to 50 episodes and uh, hopefully 5 million more. Um, you know, we, uh, we we really do love doing this. We really do appreciate that you're listening. So uh, from me and Mikey and, of course, uh, you know, our boy Devin as well, uh, you know, we appreciate you know, that you've given us the opportunity to, to do this and given us a platform to, you know, talk to people about things that we love and keep killing it. So you guys keep killing it out there as well. Be safe, be healthy, and uh, we'll give you more content. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook. 50 episodes in and we finally have a, a Oh, Facebook. yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, we have a Facebook now, even though Facebook is, uh, is the grandpa platform. Um, you know, if you got any grandpas out there that, uh, you know, want to give us a, a click ski, <laughs> go for it, you know, but, uh, yeah, you can catch us on Facebook if that's a, you know, a way that you prefer to get, you know, your, your info and, and follow, uh, you know, follow your favorite things. Uh, it's there for you too. So, uh, you know, go ahead and like us and uh, we'll have the content and information there as well. All right.
well, then we'll wrap it up at that. So, Tom, it's been a blast. I hope you have a great week. I hope that uh, the interviews start piling in for you and you yes, sir. lock that down. Um, hope so. And I will see you uh, for possibly trivia tomorrow. And uh, I hope you have a great week. So, peace Thanks, be with man. you, dude. And also with you. Picking it our desire. This should be, this should be left alone. It feels so good to set myself back.